Good morning, good afternoon, guys. We're a month into quarantine, and we're back for another Geek Tavern. It's me, Sean, here, and as always, I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Aaron. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're here to uh, get our minds off of all this nonsense by talking about movies and stuff. I, personally, haven't watched anything recently. I've pretty much just been playing video games with uh, all my free time. So, I don't know if you guys have watched anything. Uh, I I mean, I've thrown some things on. I've, uh, you know, gotten old. I think I mentioned this last time. I, I started watching How I Met Your Mother here and there. I mean, I'm not, like, working at it. I just throw it on to, you know, pass some time. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing video games, too. Animal Crossing came out, you know. So, that's, that is life. Uh, but I, I threw on... You know, the really big thing I can remember throwing on that I was like, yeah, I could watch this right now was uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Solid choice. Yeah. Solid choice. Uh, uh, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode at some point, but like, like I even like that one more than, than Winter Soldier, which I know is like blasphemy. blasphemy yeah. <laughs> the words right out of my mouth. But yeah, so that's, that's about all I've been watching. Uh, that nicely transitions to what I've been doing, uh, watching, re-watching all of the Marvel movies on Disney+. Plus. It started with me wanting to re-watch Age of Ultron, which I haven't watched in four years, and then I re-watched Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, and then I watched Winter Soldier, Iron Man 2, and last night I re-watched Thor, which I haven't re-watched since, like, 2011, so... It was actually a lot better than I remembered. Um, I, I think a lot of the uh, the way that it was shot and everything is like really awesome. Like I'll have to go uh, back and watch it. it. It's I probably haven't watched it since. It's structured that um, same time. <laughs> a little differently than traditional movies, where it's like you have your one fight, like your medium or your small fight in the beginning of the movie, and then your medium fight in the middle. And then, like, your big battle or whatever at the end. Which is, you know, how most of the Marvel movies did it, too. But with Thor, it's kind of opposite. Because he goes in and, like, fucks up the Bifrost and everything. And then in the middle of the movie, it's him fighting all those guards in the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, mm -hmm. compound. Where you meet Hawkeye. And... Yeah, and mm -hmm. then the final fight is, like, a 1v1 versus that robot that Loki... That's, the destroyer. Yeah, so it's kind of oh, like right. it's yeah. kind of like a de-scale de-escalation of fighting. Hmm. I guess that's like more because it's a character study of Thor at points. Yeah, you know him rediscovering himself. I think that's kind of why that is. But yeah. uh, I know uh, that's one you know point that I notice every time, or I think about it every time that I watch it. That Bifrost scene is really great, though. Yeah, Sean had mentioned about uh, that all the all the first installments of the marvel characters have all been really like solid like the yeah. first the first four first avenger iron man thor and the incredible hulk were all just solid introductions to the characters i still to this day have not seen incredible hulk oh uh, it, it's a good one it uh, actually yeah. is pretty good everybody like leaves it out of their list right because i mean i'm sure there are better movies that have come out since then but it's i think that it's like like uh, among the gold standard with the other ones. Yeah, it was and a good one. everybody. I think they leave it off their list just because Edward Norton was in it, and then he left before the Avengers. Right. And, and I, uh, yeah, I think everyone just counts like 
doesn't count the Incredible Hulk. They yeah. just count like Avengers when uh, they get Bruce and it's Mark Ruffalo and they're like, oh, that's Hulk. Like they but, just ignore the fact that Abomination was there. Like, I was gonna that's say, where that's... I get introduced to Ross, General Ross. Yeah. That, that, that movie's very canon, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, they mention Abomination again at one point. I forget yeah. when, but... Isn't he, like, in prison somewhere? Yeah. He's in, like, the floating prison that they have in the middle of the water in okay. the Marvel Universe. Is that the one we see at the end of Civil War? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because... Uh, and Ross even mentions, like, Banner during that when they are talking about the Sokovia Accords yeah, in Civil in the War. Beginning he's like, do you know where Thor or Banner are? And they're like, no. And he's like, well, then that's a danger. Right. <laughs> yeah, like two nuclear yeah. weapons, essentially, <laughs> just uh, un- undocumented. One you can't kill. <laughs> like, and the other, well, neither of them you can kill. Right. One is way more, in my opinion, way more dangerous than the other. <laughs> I, I'm glad, uh, just talking about Thor, I'm glad that they, like, actually made him a character again because yeah. like at the first movie he's just kind of like a jerk and then uh he like realizes oh you know i'm a protector or whatever and then thor 2 is awful and they don't <laughs> did nothing with his character but then yeah, absolutely not yeah but then in uh ragnarok they actually give him some motive like you know agency and then even uh infinity, infinity war and endgame infinity like he has, war was a great arc for yeah he has an yeah, incredible honestly. arc in the uh in i'd the almost movies. call him the main character in yeah the, like really. that, that's the one that like his character takes a complete 180 because he because thor is like always like up here and then in each movie something gets taken away from him that finally he reaches his breaking point mm-hmm like and you see that in Ragnarok is where like his father dies spoilers and then uh Asgard's destroyed well his ha- he loses his hammer too yeah he loses the hammer and then uh Asgard's destroyed and then in Infinity War Loki gets killed for good this time also spoilers um and then he loses to Thanos cuz Thanos still gets away and does the snap so i mean like there's just stuff that happens where Thor is like on top of the world and Thor won and all that, and then everything just starts going downhill for him. Yeah. And honestly, like, you see, I mean, that happens for every one of those characters. Like, Cap, you have his complete distrust for S.H.I.E.L.D. and, like, the government after Winter Soldier, and he's just, like, on edge the entire time. And then all of his friends die in the snap, like Sam and Bucky. Right. So he really has, like, nothing, nothing left. And then, like, they fail to break... Like, Steve, at least, though, remains positive, even though they weren't able to stop Thanos or get the gems to... Or the stones to stop him or bring everybody back at first. Took him five years. But, uh, like, even Iron Man... Like, Iron Man... Like, in Iron One Man... One thing 2, about Iron Man, it's funny, because, like, in Endgame... Or, yeah, in Game, at the beginning of Endgame, he's like, remember when I wanted to create a shield for the planet? And it's like, do you not remember how that went? You know? <laughs> like, you completely leveled an entire, like, city. Sokovia. <laughs> yeah, like, um, he, 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 like, I know that, like, he grieves and has his uh, guilt in Civil War. Like, that's his arc there. But, like, he completely forgets about that, I guess. And he's like, well, I know he's angry because he almost dies and half the planet dies and he's angry at Steve and everything. But he's just like, I tried to fucking... Which, it's funny, he's angry at Steve, of all people. 
He didn't lead. Like, I mean, I guess he did. He helped lead the charge. But then again, like, they didn't have Thor until the very last second. If they had had Thor through the whole battle, maybe the tides would have turned a little bit. Yeah. But also, Thanos didn't show up till the very last second. So, like, I get that Tony was pissed at Steve anyway because of what happened in Civil War that he knew about. Uh, that his parents were killed by Hydra. He didn't know that it was Bucky per se. Yeah, and but he Bucky. but he knew that they were killed by Hydra, and it wasn't just a car accident. But like, I get it that he was pissed off. But like, when he comes back, it's like, dude, they got way bigger fish to fry. Like, don't start your petty bullshit on Cap right now. I thought now. that was a great scene, though. Like, oh, it was. Whenever he tells a, uh, whenever he takes the arc reactor off and he gives it to Steve and he yeah. says, when "You find him, you put this on, and you hide." And I was like, ooh. And then he passes out. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go find Thanos. <laughs> Just Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, acting in that, that scene. Oh, it was a great performance I, yeah. by everyone. That that was like... That's one thing that stands out, like, beginning of that movie. I I still, like, to, to this day, I have never... I mean, probably when I was younger watching, like, the Star Wars movies or something, but I have never felt such excitement than watching a marvel movie mm -hmm. like seeing infinity war the first night and just experiencing all of it there was like nothing like i remember the feeling of every scene and, and then endgame the same endgame, thing yeah. <laughs> same thing because like like none of us knew anything that was gonna happen we just sat down and just watched it and just i can remember everybody cheering when mjolnir moves and hits Thanos in the back of the head, and it comes back past Thor, yeah. and everyone's like, what? And then Cap gets it, and everyone just goes ballistic. Yep. I gotta rewatch that movie again. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and, and then the portal scene. Yeah. When, uh, when he gets the radio signal from Falcon, right. and then the portal opens, and everybody comes out, and the Avengers assemble. On that your, was like... What was it, on your left? Yep. And he turns around and sees Black Panther, Okoye, and uh, Shiri. Shuri come through the... Uh, I don't think we'll ever hit that high. Nope. Of a... No, I don't think so. I, I, of a thing in the theater. Nobody again. gives a shit about what Marvel's doing. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm sure their people are, but I... The only thing that I really care about is uh, the TV shows that they're yeah, making. And now they're all delayed because of... That's actually something that I wanted to... Uh, I've been wanting to say is I don't really care what happens with the Marvel movies now. Like, am I going to watch them? Yes. Right. Am I going to enjoy them? Yes. But I, Endgame was just the pinnacle. You yeah. can't you can't get me to care about the stakes any more than the third act of Endgame. Well, it's, it's going to be a, a lot more side characters. Like you're not going to have an Iron Man movie, and you're not going to build Captain up to America movie. yeah, and you're not going to build up to anything that big yeah. again. Yeah, I, I don't know like how if they like continue and do like another like, three phases or whatever, how they're going to, like, top Thanos, I don't think it can be done. No. no. There, there is no greater threat. There isn't. There, there really isn't. Like, even Galactus doesn't come close right. to what Thanos was capable They almost should have went that route and then... Yeah, and then, then build up to Thanos. But, like, I, I never... Like, when Iron Man came out, and I remember, like, back in the late 2000s, when they were all about making superhero movies grounded in reality and everything. And I remember watching Iron Man and reading like the Captain America comic books and seeing these giant battles 
in it with all the characters, and I'm like, we're never gonna see this on the screen. Right. And then Endgame came along, and it was, yep, yeah, you are. You definitely are. You're gonna see them all on the screen. Well, even when Civil War came out, I mean, I know that's not an Avengers movie, but no, it but might it, as well. Have yeah, been. it might as well have been. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's one thing that's great about Civil War is it's still <laughs> very much a Captain America movie yeah. while still like having the Avengers in it. Yeah, like it's you're very you can tell that it's a Captain America movie. Yeah, because it focuses on Bucky. Yeah, him and Bucky. That's like. I think that's like the best scene in that movie. Whenever he finds Bucky in the uh, apartment complex, yeah. and then they like run Have away. Have a little fight. Yeah, I think that's probably. Bucky the best jumps scene like a hundred feet <laughs> off of the their building and onto the roof of another building. <laughs> oh, by the way, one thing that was funny in uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Uh, I know Sean and I have mentioned this before, but when Falcon. His wing gets ripped off by Bucky, and he's falling down towards the building, and he pulls his chute. Oh, yeah. He's like 50 feet above the building when his chute pulls. His legs should yeah, have just he, been pulverized yeah, he should whenever, have broken he legs. The, whenever he hits the top of it. Maybe they're reinforced. Also, like, kudos to uh, Frank... Is it Grillo or Grillo? Grillo, yeah. Uh, kudos to him for playing such an asshole. Because <laughs> I hate... I absolutely hate... Uh, Rumlow. Oh, yeah. And I was, uh, I mean, I'm just glad that the, he gets what he deserves. <laughs> what, blown up? Blown up. Thrown yes. on the side of an embassy? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. But I mean, uh, what I've learned from that is solid movies. Yeah, there, there's solid a lot of great movies. ones in in that collection. And then, Doctor Strange isn't that great. <laughs> it's alright, but it's I not. liked it, I mean. No, no, I like it. I, it's just not in my top yeah, it's not near the top mm. even 10, really. No, but, but it's good. Yeah. But all in all, there's really not any bad Marvel movies. There, there's no there's no Marvel, <laughs> well, MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Iron Man 3 could probably go yeah, Thor that. 2, but like I, we said. Too. But I like, I like Iron Man 3. But I Thor don't mind 2. Iron Man 3. I would just put Thor 2 in there, really. And then you have the Justice League choking women and throwing them onto the ground. <laughs> uh... I was telling Sean yesterday about Iron Man 2 that there is one major glaring plot hole in that movie. Oh, yeah? It's when Ivan is at the racetrack and, you know, he has, like, the, the maintenance, like, suit on and, like, the face shield and he's walking around with the other guys. How did he know that Tony was last minute going to hop in the race car and race instead of having the guy who is a professional racer for like he had the suit on and everything like with the whips and everything right and he just didn't like you could uh, just predict his ego i guess yeah yeah like how how did he like know that there was that off chance that tony was gonna be like i'm gonna hop in the race car i don't know like he just did all that and i'm like why did you position yourself there i think i've only ever watched that one in theaters i never went back i never went back i uh (laughs) I have this, I don't know how to put it. It's not hatred, because hate is a strong word. But I, I don't like Mickey Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like Mickey Rourke. Uh, now, do you not like him because of the wrestler? Here's the thing. Haven't wa- <laughs> never watched that. Oh, that's because, a movie. Because, and this is a dumb reason. I'll, I'll, you know, tear me apart. I don't care. But he, he did a stint on WWE. Like, he came in, and he, he feuded with Chris Jericho for a little bit. And 
like he just came off as just such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and it I might mean, have been probably a, is. He, it might have been more like was he just was he supposed to be a heel or I don't know like he just <laughs> he just seemed like an actor asshole <laughs> and uh so I just never liked him after that so you should definitely watch the wrestler though I I it's own it I really good movie yeah I've heard it you saying Stephen Amell did a better job than uh <laughs> Stephen Amell could actually go in the ring <laughs> yeah he's he's had I think three matches yeah they're they just pro- progressively got better. I mean, he's an athletic guy, so... Oh, yeah. He does good stuff. <laughs> he's doing the salmon ladder and every other... Well, he, he actually... Side note on Stephen Amell. He's part of a show that's coming up. I think it's on HBO. And it's about wrestling. Oh, yeah? So he, he's going to be playing, I guess, a bad guy on there. Oh, cool. Nice. So that, I gotta get HBO. There's so many things on HBO that I want to watch. I want to watch uh, all the new Westworld. I haven't oh, seen yeah. season two. I season haven't seen three. season two either. And then I want to watch the uh, Watchmen show. I hear that that's really good. Oh yeah, yeah everybody says that is. Even good. though Alan Moore put a curse on it. <laughs> he put a curse on it. <laughs> He's a wizard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The man is a wizard. Yeah, he looks like a wizard. He looks homeless. He looks like Rasputin. Like, have you ever oh, seen yeah. like pictures of Rasputin? No. I wonder if Alan Moore isn't just Rasputin. Hmm. Like, they they said they could never kill him. So. <laughs> no, he died though. Rasputin uh... did die. No, because they like chloroformed him or something, and then they tied him up, and then they threw him in the water underneath ice, and then they like found him, and they shot him too, I think. Yeah. And then they found him like his body. Out of the, like, tying, like, out of his bindings and stuff, and, like, on the surface of the broken ice, and they're like, holy crap, he almost survived again. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm sure that there's, like, myth behind that, too. That's, like, uh, what's that movie, that animated movie that's about Rasputin? Yeah, Anastasia. That's, like, all that that is about. (laughs) Rasputin. Rasputin? A kid's movie about Rasputin? He's the villain. Oh. You didn't know that? No, and that's like not. that's like a gag throughout the whole movie. Like his eye is like falling out, and he's losing parts of his body. Like that's a, like a gag about that movie. Well, Rasputin was uh, what he was uh, the villain in Hellboy, the first Hellboy too. He's gonna be the villain in uh, the Kingsman movie coming out oh, this year right. too. Yeah. If that ever actually, does I know come the out. name. I, I'm gonna be completely honest. I have no idea who Rasputin even is. He's a he's just like, like a, a Russian guy that tried to manipulate the Tsar and to uh, like uh, you know his benefit or whatever. He's I know the name, but like I I had no idea. There's a whole like, song about him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's a song. great song. <laughs> Anytime it comes on my playlist, I crank that shit. Up. <laughs> The music video is great too. <laughs> That's a great. Yeah, you. We'll have to send you the link because okay. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fantastic, especially when Putin shows up. Yeah. So you mentioned chloroform. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I guess now's a good time as any. Yeah. I don't think we have much else to now talk about. Yeah. We, we did talk about Marvel movies for twenty minutes. Yeah. So. We were going to talk about Onward, but uh, a couple of people didn't watch it, even though it's readily available for them on Disney+. I didn't have Plus. time because of our next thing. <laughs> hey, why are you calling us out? Anyway, uh, we had a recommendation uh, from last week from yours truly. It 
was 2005's Peter Jackson's King Kong. And uh, yeah, I just felt like watching it. If you don't know what King Kong is about, I don't know what to tell you about <laughs> It's about a... Well, this iteration... It's a tale as old as time. Yeah, this iteration specifically, a group of filmmakers uh, get on a boat and they're going to try and find the mythical Skull Island uh, to film there. They make it there and they, you know... Uh, they meet some natives who attack them, and then they're trapped on the island, and they find Kong, and essentially the whole movie is them trying to chase Dan Andaro. Is that her last name? Andaro. Yeah, Andaro. And, uh, yeah, that's basically the whole movie is them trying to catch her because she was kidnapped by the natives as to sacrifice to Kong. So uh, Kong didn't kill her. No. Uh, so piggybacking yeah. on what you were saying, <clears throat> this movie is... A remake, not a reboot, a complete remake of the 1933 original. So all of the plot is like 100% copy-pasted, except Peter Jackson took his liberties with what he wanted to do. Peter Jackson actually got into filmmaking because of that movie. Well, yeah. I, I was just saying this iteration because the one that came out before it is nothing like it. No, the 1976... We're not talking about... 1976 Dino De is King Kong. No. That one is not available on Netflix or Hulu, and thank God. <laughs> is that one bad? Uh, I love it. A lot of people do not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, uh... it's a very cheesy 70s remake okay. movie. Yeah, 70s monster movie. That's pretty much all you have to I remember to... seeing one as a kid, and I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, it's black and white, so it's probably... probably it's probably theory. the original, yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta say up front, I, I don't think I'm a big fan of King Kong. Like I, I don't think I, I care. Like the character, or? yeah, like oh, okay. I just see, I like Kong a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can take it or leave it, I guess. Yeah, like <laughs> it doesn't excite me like Godzilla. Like that's fair. It's very fair. Uh, the only reason I say I like Kong is because I had Kong and Godzilla. Right. So actually, the first. Fun fact, the first giant monster movie I was ever introduced to was King Kong vs. Godzilla. Okay. So I, got I, had, there. I haven't watched that one. I've that's never. a really good one. So yeah. I had the best of both the United States giant monster and the Japanese giant monster. Basically, it's all about how you're introduced, basically, yeah. to these worlds. Yeah. You know? And then it mine just branched out into watching all the King Kong movies and watching all the Godzilla movies. Yeah. And even Toho had produced... <clears throat> another king kong movie after king kong versus godzilla so i have a love for both yeah. one i mean i love godzilla more without you know well there's more to take in I yeah <laughs> but i do love king kong almost as equally they have different uh subplots well themes anyway yeah. but before we get too far into it what did you guys think of it overall yeah <laughs> like just give me uh God damn, that was long. <laughs> it's another long monster movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're making Mike sit through uh, two and a half hours. <laughs> of the 1998 Godzilla. Three and a half hours. And hour three movies. hours of Kong. I must say, I, though, I, I think I like 98's Godzilla better. <laughs> I can't agree with that. I, uh, I, uh, I had said to um, Sean when we watched it, I was like, you know, this is... I said it seemed really long when I was younger because this movie came out when I was 11 and I saw it, I think, three times in theaters. Yeah. And it was really long when I was a kid 
it doesn't seem as long now, but there are still some parts that I could there was, I, I could snip out. That whole beginning where it's like the like I know that and I know that you have to set up everything, but like it was long. Whenever setups. whenever yeah, like setup was, whenever Anne is like it's showing all like the like performers on stage and that's like i'm sure peter jackson just wanted to get a feel for the time or whatever mm -hmm. but it's like you could hack all that out and then yeah. just have Anne on stage or whatever doing something but then her thing closes down and you know happen chance that she meets carl and everything but then when you're on the boat like all that setup is like so long i and one scene in particular <laughs> that gets me is whenever uh carl and jack are like writing so yeah first of all Carl's a dickhead and tricks his friend into coming on, like, I don't know, like a month-long voyage. Yeah, a very long voyage. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, well, you're on the boat now. But, uh, Sucks for you. All the plans you have. One line that I do like is, like, if you did love the place, you'd jump or whatever. Yeah. I, I thought that was nice. That was but, good. Yeah. But uh, the scene I was talking about was uh, their writing, um, their, you know, screenplay, I guess. And... Uh, <laughs> Carl's like, oh, this this fabled island, and then he's like, okay, and then Jack is like, S, K, <laughs> yeah. and it's all like those yeah. and it's Peter like, Jackson zooms. Yeah, I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, this is so corny. <laughs> yeah, I did not care for that part. He tricks his friend into coming on this very long voyage, and they can't give him a damn oh, yeah. cot. They make <laughs> him sleep in a cage. <laughs> which, which I'm wondering if that wasn't like thematic. For him being like in the cage like that's where his bunk was because like he, trapped. he basically trapped him into yeah. staying there. right I mean, okay sure yeah, so, there's something there yeah <laughs> yeah carl is such a jerk he, he yeah and he doesn't even really redeem himself at any no he has, he has no redeeming call which no. the, the original carl den doesn't do that either like in the 1933 movie carl den's just a dick just straight Throughout. up throughout <laughs> i mean he just like he's the same jack black does a brilliant portrayal of uh robert armstrong <laughs> and being that it was jack black i found myself i'm like trying really hard to to like the character you know because i i mean i didn't know anything about the i didn't even know it was a straight up like remake so i mean if it wasn't for jack black i i don't know how i would have got through this movie <laughs> Just because I am a big Jack Black fan. Um, so, a weird thing that kept happening to me, that, I, what's his name, Jimmy, the side character, the, the stowaway boy, yeah, Tom yeah. Holland. <laughs> I, the whole movie, I'm like, can we, like, reverse time and just put Tom Holland in this movie? No, no, you, you know who, who that was? Uh -uh. It was Bernie Taupin from Rocketman. Really? That's who played Bernie Taupin, was Jamie Bell. Oh, my God. Because I kept looking at him, and I was like, I know that guy. It is strikingly like Tom Holland, though. Like, yeah. I, I I had to, like, almost refocus my eyes a couple times. I'm like... And then make Robert Downey Jr. It is slightly Mr. distracting. Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... Yeah, it's Mr. Hayes from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. just comes on blackface. <laughs> no, he had a very controversial skin pigmentation. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just kept... I can't believe I wasn't the only one. Thinking no, that. No, we were all he, thinking he was he's strikingly uh, resembling. Like, too. only in certain shots, though. Like, I don't know if it was like his facial expressions he was doing or what it was, but I, I just kept thinking Tom Holland. Um, so, I don't know where we want to go next, but 
Well, we just yeah, like that, that opening was was very long and and not needed. It was very long to get to the island. Yeah, and then even the uh, them running aground on the rock was even long. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like they, we we got to the island and then they get stuck, and but that takes fifteen minutes for them to get stuck. Right, and I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, just hit a rock and start taking water. Like yeah. that's it. That's it. You don't need all this pageantry like I, I did the waves like, and the rocks i did like a lot of those shots though like like the you know jimmy was up on the the crow's nest crow's nest and like i really i really had like almost anxiety for him you know so i that was shot pretty well um so the the next part of the movie i thought was very creepy was the the, the natives the natives yeah i remember being very like pretty frightened of them whenever like I was that younger. girl just stand there was, was very creepy i i don't do horror movies <laughs> but like this was very horror like funny thing i noticed it when i was younger but it took me watching it to remember it that when the decrepit old lady is walking towards Anne, like chanting kong and all that she's giving her the middle finger really if you look like she's walking like this and she has like her middle finger pointed at her yeah. while she's yelling kong at oh her. my yeah uh that scene is uh it really kind of cements the danger immediately yeah because they just like harpoon uh mike the yeah. like, tech guy right like uh mike, the audio guy. yeah just like immediately and uh, Carl was like, oh, no, everything's fine. You know, they're, it's just women and children. They're not dangerous. Like, drop to his knees because he gets impaled. Like, uh, that that's really setting the tone there. And then she scre- and then Anne screams, and then you hear Kong roar from beyond the wall. And then right. they're like, <gasps> and all I, the natives are like, ooh, we have so to sacrifice her. Cutting ahead a little bit. Uh, we'll come back. But cutting ahead a little bit, uh, whenever... So Kong gets Anne and then takes him to like his like thrashing zone or whatever. And there's all those dead bodies with the necklaces mm-hmm. of the same kind. Mm-hmm. Do you think that those are like sacrifices from the village or just like people that happen to wash up on the island that they capture and sacrifice to Kong? Uh, they like actually sacrifice the villagers and they do sacrifice people. Yeah. Most of the time though it's villagers because not everybody like happens upon the island. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean it's completely hidden. So. so they just choose, like, in the... Part of the lore of it all was uh, in, like... not jump, I'm not going to jump straight to this movie, but the 1976 one, they were sacrificing the native girls. One got picked to be the Bride of Kong. Mm. So they would sacrifice her, and then in that movie they end up kidnapping Jessica Lange and then sacrifice her instead. But... Um, yeah, I think most of the most of the bodies in the killing grounds were uh, all natives for the most part. Yeah, that would so, make sense. So part of my ignorance of Kong, um, I assume you could probably answer this, Aaron. I can answer any question yeah. you have on Kong. Uh, so rule of thumb, like, what, what's the normal size for Kong? Kong is normally between 25 to 30 feet tall. Uh, now, if you watch the 33 movie, he varies in scale. So... Because I remember that iconic shot of, like, him on the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. I, like, I feel like it was very different from what this... We'll, we'll get there. The but, puppet tree, you mean? Like, is that, like, the, the original? motion puppet. Yeah. Like, it's the way like, he, like, hangs on to the, the, the pointy part of the tower yeah. and, like, hangs off the side. 
Like it seems like even much larger. Yeah. Yes. Very, yeah. Um, so it varies when you watch it being that it was only 1933 and they were still just getting, it took them like years to make that movie. Yeah. I, can't remember. I think it was like six years, I think maybe to make the movie entirely. Hmm. But um, they, it varied in shot to shot. So there were some shots where Kong, when he had the Anne puppet was only 25 feet tall in scale with her and everything else. Mm -hmm. But there are some shots like in New York where in the 33 version, there's the elevated train and Kong is standing next to it, like near it and like smashes through the, uh, the railway and like grabs the car and pulls it down. So as we saw in this version, he's much smaller and couldn't stand like near that. So the scaling was off in shots which is forgivable for the right, time for the time yeah. but um he is usually around 25 to 30 feet tall now in the 1976 one i think he was 50 to 60 feet tall um, yeah humongous so much bigger yes and then in kong skull island he which is... don't give too much away because i i do still want to watch that but oh it, i mean you it, can it tell me the scale yeah. he's like 100 feet tall okay i was gonna say i remember shots of that large. and i'm like yeah he's very big oh, yeah, in that yeah, he's huge <laughs> Yeah, he's, um, he's incredibly large. Which, of course, they have to make him that big for when. For yeah, for, know, for the, the inevitable future events here. Um, but in this movie, Kong is twenty-five feet tall, which right. is true to the original, the yeah, original just... story too. Because it was originally, originally, I think it was a it was a short story, which is a book, and I do have the book that was written by um, Ernest B. Shodzak and Marion C. Cooper, and. They were the ones who took the story to RKO in the 30s, and then they made the movie. Which there's a um, reference to RKO in this movie. There is. and The it's, only reason that stood out is because I'm a wrestling fan, and Randy Orton's movie is RKO. Um, <laughs> the only reason it stood out. To me. That's actually a funny joke. Funny joke? Because um, <laughs> when they're talking about women who could fit into a size 4 dress, he says Faye is a size 4. Faye, referring to Faye Ray who played Anne Darrow in the 1933 King Kong. Okay. And then when Preston says, yes, she is, but she's doing a picture with RKO. Mm. And then the 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 music, like the little motif that plays, is the original score okay. from the movie. And that's when Jack Black goes, Cooper, huh? He goes, I might have known. Like that, that was clearly referencing yeah. King Kong. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's very clearly a love letter to... The original King oh, Kong yeah. by Peter Jackson. Yeah. But uh, hopping back to the story, after, like, so they leave the island because they're going to get the fuck off the island because, you know, people were just murdered in front of them. Yeah. And then the stupidest thing ever happens. <laughs> the natives pole vault their way onto the ship and manage to sneak on the ship, like, murder another crew member and then kidnap Aunt Darrow and bring her back to sacrifice to Kong. And that was, like, the most dumb thing to me ever. <laughs> like, I, I barely remembered it uh, whenever I saw it, but they started pole vaulting. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, got Luke Skywalker up in here. Yeah, this is absurd. <laughs> but uh, I guess... And then, like, they had, like, and that's the funny part is they're on the boat, right? And they're trying to, like, get it freed up. But nobody notices that the natives are having some wild-ass rave, like, 
they can't hear like the drums and the chanting. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, they throw in a party because we left, or like what? <laughs> yeah. Like they can't tell that something big is going on. Or nobody there. saw him pole vaulting to the ship. Yeah. Like, I, like somebody, somebody is standing on the deck. Nobody they should have made guys. it foggy again, honestly, and, yeah. and had him pull vault yeah. that way. Because I guess in the original, they kind of uh, just climb up the side of the boat. Like, they have boats, like okay. canoes, and they, like, kayak, like, over to the side of the boat and sort of crawl up the side and, like, they sneak past somebody and then, like, take her and go back. But, hmm. but yeah, so... That would have made I, way better. I thought that that was, like, really dumb. Yeah. Right. And then, uh... So, <laughs> they get Anne, and then, obviously, they're sacrificing her to Kong. Jack realizes that, uh... Well, he, like, finds, like, a garment or something from the natives, and then he... Yeah, he drops a... a I think it was a necklace or yeah. something. It, no, it was the exact skull... That remember when he got knocked out on the island? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he like sees the skull thing and then it does the zoom on that little oh, yeah. necklace because then he sees it and he remembers that was like the last thing he saw before yeah. he blacked out. I, I don't know how far ahead we'll jump when she's there being were... sacrificed. Um, like they, they lower her down on that thing and she's literally just hanging by her arms. When Kong grabs her, her arm should have been pulled out of her socket. Like, something yeah. should have been broke. <laughs> yeah. The way that he snaps her off of there, I was like, geez. Yeah, there, there's a if lot she of... she couldn't break it herself, right. then something should have been broken. Yeah, there's a lot of instances in this when Kong is just, like, manhandling Anne, and she oh, should yeah. definitely be, like, pretty <laughs> fucked up by some like of he, the things he's doing. He's throwing her around, like, when he's fighting some stuff. And I'm like whiplash anybody <laughs> yeah and whenever uh she's like performing for him and trying to get on his good side and everything and he's just kind of like beating her around i'm like that's like a like a hefty weight slamming into you like yeah. that can't, can't feel good right no it's like a wrecking ball hitting yeah. you. Like, yeah exactly like <laughs> his it was... fist is large enough to fit around you like... yeah but uh yeah so they get back onto the island and this is where it really starts to kick off i think yeah because um jack is convinces a lot of the people you know they they captured Anne, and then they're gonna go uh bring her back and then i guess uh yeah carl sees the kong you know take her and then the yeah kong. he's yeah. the only one who saw her at that yeah point. and then i don't remember him was was carl like hey she got captured by a monster is that what happened where they're just like jack just decides to go with like take no, a it was uh, expedition no it was because um Kong was gone by the time Jack, Jack came back down from the wall because he didn't get up there in time. Yeah. And then he Carl asked, he had asked seen Carl it. if if you see And something. yeah, and he said, Carl, he said, What did you see? And he was just like completely like horrified by like what he saw. So he didn't he, I don't think he said what it was. I was gonna say we don't see on screen if he does say yeah. what it was or But they what they it's implied like we should not go after this thing because yeah. it's and then way bigger than what we want to deal with. And that's kind of the thing. It's like, I get there wouldn't be a movie if they don't go after her and rescue her. But, like, the fact that this crew is just, like, willing to go and... Like, like they have no attachment her. to her yeah. at this point. Like, And that's what... What's his name? Baxter? Bruce. Bruce Baxter. Like, he's, like, a dick and everything. Kyle like, he's Chandler's a jerk. Character. But, like, he's, like, one of the only relatable characters in the movie for me. Because, like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll go on this and capture, you know, re-rescue her with you. And then after the Brontosaurus incident, <laughs> he's like, all right, we got to get out of here, you know, both shoving off. 
And then they're like, what? What are you talking about? We need to go get her. It's like, yeah, she was a nice lady and everything, but, uh, you know, Guys, she's I'm leaving. Yeah, she, <laughs> she is dead, my friend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you get, you get, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. No, it, it totally makes sense. Like, and then, and then he is redeemed a little bit whenever he comes back and rescues them from the insects and everything. Right. But then even still after that, like, which we need to talk about a lot, a lot of the stuff that we see starting with the, uh, dinosaurs there. Yeah. I, I think, cause I think that's one of the best parts of this oh, movie. Oh yeah. The uh, visuals are really great. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're fantastic. Like, I, I didn't know that there was going to be, like, dinosaurs, yeah. <laughs> per se. Uh, I figured there would be some weird creatures on the island, but um, I didn't like the... Were those uh, raptors or whatever? Oh, the oh, ugly-ass yeah. raptors? Yeah, they're not good. They're <laughs> yeah, not they look, good. They look dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, those were in the video game, and they sucked. Oh, yeah. I hated them. Yeah. The, the, the T-Rex looked okay, I I thought. think so, too. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the raptors were were not good. Um, they looked dumb. <laughs> starting with the raptors... Uh, Did you notice that their, like, eyes were, like, out here? Like, yeah, they, yeah. Like, they had a weird, like, shape they were just kind of, yeah, yeah, they were really weird looking. One of the... What were the other dinosaurs? The brontosaurus? brontosaurus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they all there, there's some good names. kills... From the brontosaurus to, okay. the, to, to the raptors. Like, like just stepping on them. Yeah. And that's one thing. I'm sorry to interrupt. But they mention at the very end whenever he's unveiling Kong. He's like, 17 people were perished. They're, I'm pretty sure you could count more than 17 people <laughs> yeah. like, throughout the film. Like if you counted all the on-screen yeah. deaths, I'm sure you'd get past 17. Yeah. yeah. Um, the dude who got his skull crushed by the bat-wielding guy yeah. who uh oh yeah who struck her kills with his pistol yeah that was what a way brutal. to go i mean when that dude just like crushes that dude's skull and you just see him go limp what was that made out of it had like bones yeah, yeah like, like in bones. the head of it yeah. yeah it wasn't it definitely wasn't like an axe or anything no. it, it was definitely just some kind of uh it looked like it almost had like teeth yeah kind of like in rows, like, like it had like been a bone from some kind of animal. On yeah. One of the dinosaurs, maybe. Yeah, looked like it may have been like teeth from. Like I forgot about that part. That part was pretty brutal. There's a lot of br- brutal deaths, is, is what I'm getting Cause, at. Because they go to kill uh, Carl that way too. Yeah, they put his head on the thing, and then you hear the gunshot. Yeah. Which, by the way, there were no squibs. No, on that he just guy. Fell. Yeah, yeah, he just fell. Like you never saw where he got shot. He got shot three times. Yeah, <laughs> like Anglehorn pulled the trigger three times on that Luger to kill that guy. <laughs> uh, I like the in the Brontosaurus scene whenever uh, Baxter is just like running past everybody. Like <laughs> Wait, he's, where's Carl? He's, he's back there filming and then just bolts like, down the valley <laughs> yeah like he's a uh i think that he's a good sense of you know comic relief on top yeah. of being a relatable yeah. character and he also is played by kyle chandler who was the dad in godzilla king of the monsters oh, okay and he will also be in godzilla versus kong either end of this year or early next year or never we never know I wonder if they're doing that to be funny i don't know maybe the guy just loves monster movies yeah <laughs> What happens after the Brontosaurus? I... Uh, it's Kong. Uh, yeah, it's the Kong stuff. And she's, yeah, there's, uh... there's Kong fighting the 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 T Rexes, I think. Oh, yeah. she she escapes from Kong. Right. And then she ends up, uh, like she runs through the forest, and then she meets up with that uh, Al- that big like thing. alligator looking thing, which was called a photodon. Okay. I know that because I have the dictionary of all the dinosaurs <laughs> that were on the island. And yeah. Everything. And then. 
It gets eaten. The, those freaking centipedes. Oh, that was gross. Yeah. And then yes. she runs yeah. out of the log and turns around because she wasn't thinking something bigger got that thing. Well, I think what you were meant to think was, was it, that it was Kong. That, that Oh, yeah. I think that's what you're supposed to think. That's what I thought. And then when she runs out, she has like that moment of like, oh, shit. Like, I shouldn't have run out into the open. I yeah. should have just stayed in there. And then she turns around and sees... It's a V-Rex holding the uh, photodons yeah. crippled body in its mouth. And then it starts chasing her. And then uh, at one point that the head like just falls yeah, off and rolls down like the path. Yeah. And then, yeah, a pretty great scene with, of uh, Kong fighting the dinosaurs it happens. That was really when they fall into the vines. That was pretty. Yeah, cool. that looked great. Yeah. Like all of it looked great. He smashes the one's head with a rock. And then when they're swinging... Because they're swinging back and forth on the vines, yeah. and Kong has like the one by its head, and he's like punching it, and then they swing, and he swings harder towards the rock and smashes its skull <laughs> on the cliff face, yeah. and then jumps down and fights the last one and does his Kong's uh, trademarked jawbreak move, which he did in the 1933 one too. So a couple things about that scene. Whenever it's just like focusing in on Anne. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, weirdly, like, it's, like, super, bl- like, motion blurred behind her. Yeah. I thought that shit looked terrible. It did. Yeah. It yeah. did. Like, that That was, like, like a lot, of, like, with the wides, with, like, her in the, in his fist, which was probably all CG. CGI. Yeah, like, that, yeah. that stuff looked good, but whenever it was, like, actually her, and then, like, with, like, Kong in the very There's a lot front. of scenes where it's obviously her, but, like, there's an end scene where she... Towards the end somewhere, she, like, touches his hand and, like, rubs her hand off his arm. Mm. But, like, the fur doesn't move. It just, like, her hand goes through it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to tear it apart because of that. Because it is 15 years old. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. very good looking for it 15 is. years old. But it holds, are, it holds up very well. There yeah. are, like, things about it that just, but there, like, but like... Like you said, uh, the, the vine part, like, that part looked great. It, like, it still looks great. So, yeah. I mean, there, there is great looking stuff and there, there's bad stuff, too. I wonder um, how they filmed most of this. Like, because, I don't know, she's, like, being manipulated by this monster. Like, how, how did they I, authentically... I actually, I actually do know how they filmed all this because <laughs> I was obsessed with this movie when it came out. I was so I mean, at the time, it probably happy. would have been a great thing to watch. Oh, I was so happy that they had remade this movie and I was so excited. So I had like all the books, the making of, the film companion guide, and then I had um, the the Skull Island whatever, and it's this illustrated, it has all the genus and species of all the animals and everything. So all most of the scenes with Anne were shot where she's basically in like a green screened, I don't know what the exact term for it is, it's like, a, a, like an inner tube, I guess, like a green screened inner tube that she's like sitting in. It's on like a, a robotic arm that like moves and stuff. So the inner tube would be yeah. like his hand. Yeah. So like then they CG on CG his hand. Like most of the ground would be real set, hmm. and they would just light it to make it look like it was in the jungle. But all the walls were completely green screen. Right. So basically, he George Lucas did. Okay. Okay. I fear it was something. Which is fine. I mean, how are yeah. you going to get all those different layouts? No, it looks, it looks fine. Film yeah. on a location I mean, like Andy that. Andy Serkis's uh, performance as Kong on top of his performance as the chef is, uh, lumpy. Yeah, is great. 
Did you know that? Uh, no. Yeah. Andy Circus was Kong. Yeah, Andy Circus. Six months in the Congo uh, studying silverback gorillas. Yeah. He's. Uh, I tell you capture. what. Uh, jumping ahead a little bit, what made me realize how you said he did a great job and everything. When he's when he gets to the city and he, he busts out of the building mm. and is like on the street, he keeps seeing like these blonde girls that look like <laughs> Anne. The way that he like reacts to the world, the cars, the lights, I, like I thought they they really pinpointed the the animalistic side of it, mm. like how an animal would would react would react to, to everything that has that never seen of, that kind like of a stuff. metropolis, yeah, versus a jungle, right? So I I, just, <clears throat> I thought that was a great part. Oh, and like Andy Circus was and I mean he did. So I mean if, if that was him, then that that's just phenomenal yeah. oh yeah yeah that was uh really <laughs> impressive <laughs> and uh clearly peter jackson worked with him because of his work on the lord of the rings movie right golem and everything yeah and that's why andy circus also played caesar mm-hmm. in all the planet of the apes movies well, I mean, yeah, because yeah. he had which i knew he did that toby kevill as well yes but he and fun fact toby kevill who was in planet of the apes or was it it was dawn right? yeah the, where yeah. he played um Koba. Yeah. Uh he is the motion uh capture for Kong in Kong Skull Island. Okay. A lot of actors playing monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they do a phenomenal job. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very convincing. Holy crap. And that they probably hired uh well, I mean, of course they hired Toby because he was not only a character in Kong Skull Island, but also because he had worked side by side with, with the go to mocap gorilla actor. Yeah. So I mean, they, they made a good choice there. If you can't get Andy Circus, get the next best <laughs> right. well, I forget the part that we stopped at. Well, we were getting to... Uh, we we right, got past the V-Rex. Yeah, so. it was right whenever um, they were about to fight the uh, insects and things. Oh, God, Kong shows up after... Mr. Hayes dies. Yeah, and he kills Because he gets Hayes. crushed in Kong's fist. Yeah. Nice sound effect where you can hear his pelvis and legs crunching as Kong grips tighter around him. I thought he died from being thrown against Definitely that, but... Oh, yeah, definitely that. I didn't hear the... Oh, oh. we were watching it, and I was like, listen to his bones crunch, yeah, and you like, hear, like... Yeah, he definitely... <laughs> like, like, being if he would have just, like, been let down, he would have died, but yeah. it was definitely him being tossed yeah. Because <laughs> you can see when he's, like, when Kong's crushing him, and, like, he's, like... Maybe, like, his arms are just above here like his legs are just dangling like he has okay. absolutely no feeling in his legs or it must have happened there i might have looked away or something but yeah i definitely didn't know that he even squeezed him i thought he just threw him against the wall oh yeah, yeah. He, he crushed him <laughs> yeah i thought that the that's probably the scariest scene in the movie is whenever they're in that trench with all the insects oh my out. god i mean i i'm not like the biggest you know scaredy cat of insects but like so i would have just passed out and died so, <laughs> so fun fact the oh, the worms. Pit, the, dude, oh, yeah. the worms. <laughs> the killed uh, Lumpy. Yeah. So, fun fact about the insect pit. That scene was originally in the 1933 movie, but it was cut. And the footage was lost in a fire or something. Oh, wow. Uh, so, that footage of the original version of that does... Because the long scene is in the first movie. It doesn't exist. There's only one production still that exists of the original scene of that. So Peter Jackson mm-hmm. wanted to include that part in the movie because it was a piece that was lost mm, wow. from the original. But yeah, fuck that. 
and then this is this is the scene whenever we really see that um carl is an asshole yeah because his so i guess we should mention this before because two close people to him you know his companions die and he's like flippantly harold and uh mike mike yeah he just kind of like yeah we'll we'll well, they died doing what they believed in, you know, yeah. an escape or whatever. And then we'll donate the proceeds of the film to his wife and children. I mean, the first time he says that, you're like, yeah. yeah. And then the second time he says that, you're like, like, okay. And then yeah. that's whenever Preston starts to come around and it's like, Carl's hold on a second. Yeah, you kind of have the same reaction as, as Preston. And uh, so this is whenever we find out that he's really a jerk because his film reels are completely destroyed from falling down into the pit. And he just loses his mind. Well, thank God they were broken. I thought they were going to be, like, safe. Because I'm like, they, they were caught on that branch. But, like, Kong is, like, shaking that thing yeah. like a mother trucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, if those are okay, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when Carl loses it. And I think this is... He basically uses Jack whenever they get out of the trench. Because... Jack's gonna save Anne, and he like suspects correctly that he's gonna lead Kong back to them. Right, and then Carl is, I've got to make my money out of this somehow. So he hatches the plan to capture Kong and bring him back to New York. Yeah, and it's like you could just tell there he didn't care about any of the people that died. Well, they also mentioned there. that like prior to that, didn't they? Like the, the ship guy. The I think that captain. it was just setting up that he was okay. a trapper. And, like, they were probably going to have the ability to. Maybe it was after that, too. that they... Yeah. Did Carl and, and the that guy have, like, a conversation? It was after the trench. Okay. Yeah. It, it was right there. Yeah. It like, was right it when, was right when Jack Because Jack was on the other side, and he told him, he's like, he's like, how many things of chloroform do you have on the ship? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, we could trap this thing. He's like, you're insane. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, isn't that what you do? Live animal capture? Okay, yeah. And he's like, and he's like, thinking it over, like... Uh, yes, I could, but, uh, anyway, let's, let's yeah. continue, because yeah. I, I have other things to say about this, <laughs> <laughs> about, uh, capturing Kong. Yeah, and then, so, basically, you don't need to know, Jack walks three million miles in the middle of the night, and makes it to the top of that mountain to get Anne, and then they make it back down, whatever. This, this is, like, <laughs> this is one, it's, like, super compressed time that makes no sense in the yeah. movie. But, uh, oh, you mean him climbing the mountain that should yeah. have taken him three days yeah. to climb? Yeah, exactly. He did it in like not even a night. Like, like yeah. he did it in like, like an hour four and a half. hours or yeah. something. But either way, so he gets in and uh, he leads Kong back to them, and they're all in waiting for them, and they capture Kong there. And you can tell whenever they capture Kong that there's like the like the crew member, like with Carl, that are like, yeah, let's get him. And then there's like Preston and uh baxter who are like kind of like oh man why are we even doing yeah, this yeah. uh preston you know he makes the decision to save jack and ann by cutting the rope yeah by cutting to the draw, rope to drop the yeah bridge. because by the way carl's like a good friend to jack and he's just like playing with his life on the opposite side he's like no wait wait and preston's like they're going to die and then just <laughs> cuts the rope and lets the drawbridge down and they get across um so i want and then there's, well, there's a very emotional scene of them throwing chloroform bottles in the face of Kong, yeah. which didn't think it through. And here's the one thing that I want to say about that. If that big rock hadn't have been there and they chloroformed Kong in that shallow water, 
you'd have drowned. And there would have well, been I thought that's show. what was going to happen, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> how are you, are you, are you everybody going to jump in the water and try and push the uh, three-ton gorilla up face upwards so yeah. he's floating? Or, but, like, it, it was just pure dumb luck yeah. that he passed out on the rock, <clears throat> which, I mean, I think that they were luring him to kind of... Make their job to get him on the boat easier. And, and probably the harpoon was probably another reason that they could have pulled him like, from being drowned or whatever. Uh, I want a scene of what it was like getting him onto the boat. Right. Getting him across the ocean. Like, do well, they, the, do they the have boat... to keep smashing chloroform in his face to keep him asleep? Right. Or... The boat um, did have that big crane thing. I mean, oh, not crazy. saying that that would have, like, supported Kong's weight. It probably would have. I mean, you <clears throat> think they were loading in, like, cages with, with animals in them and stuff. Yeah. Um, but he had probably... I had... mean, they probably needed help. They probably had, like, people off the side of the boat, like, with hooks and, like, yeah. rope to help the crane along. Right. But... But they did have that, so, I mean... Something I that we talked about <laughs> last night, just as a joke, I was... We were, like... What government allowed them to bring this thing in? And I, I'm glad that we all had the same yeah, thoughts. We, we, we came up with a scenario. Of they were like, they showed up and they're like, hey, here's what we got. And the mayor or the governor is like, you're not bringing that into the city. And they're like, what are we supposed to do with it? Take it back? And he's like, I guess we'll just keep it here. Like, well, we're not like, going back we, to that island. Who approved Carl to... to just chain this thing up like yeah surely these chains are fine <laughs> yeah may, I, I guess we're just supposed to assume that the whoever runs new york at this time is a mustache twirling like money grubber or something like, yes, yeah this all may bring money yeah it's a little Giant ridiculous gorilla. <laughs> it's all in service for the ending really yeah. but uh the new york stuff in particular i thought was pretty good the it, cars look good. I, the cars are all CG. It's very no, I, no. no the cars are actually yeah, all. Oh, are, okay. it's, it's a very good period like piece, yeah. like that part of it. Which I didn't know that was what this was. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that it took place like nineteen thirty three. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so a lot of the scenes with him after he breaks out, like I thought, I think the theater stuff is all good. But whenever he breaks out and he's just kind of like playing around with Anne, like that was okay. I could have not had yeah, that. Skating. But uh I think I think that was I think it works because it's like so abrupt chaos. Yeah. Because he's just like, you know, having a good time with Anne and then a tank shell friggin' like, yeah, mortar yeah. or whatever it was. But uh and then whenever he's up on the Empire State Building, I think that scene goes on a little too long. Yeah. I think that that's where a bit of the length of the movie is felt cuz it's just biplane circling him. Also it's cold as fuck. It's it's New York in winter, and she's wearing a sleeveless dress. Yeah. And she's up, like, what? I don't know, a couple thousand feet in the air with yeah. a hong. Yeah. Like, it is... I totally is forgot like that it was below, It is, like, below zero where they're at right now. Yeah. yeah. I bet she could hardly breathe, too. Probably, yeah. it's really high up. Yeah, definitely didn't think about that one. Yeah, but after Kong breaks out, everybody... Oh, and the, like, chasing Jack around in the car. That was kind of stupid, too. Yeah, I didn't care. I guess he... Did that he was very her? Godzilla 98. Yeah. yeah. Did he... <laughs> it was. Like, did literally. He, there's a parallel there. Did he lead her to... Or to Anne? Or was he no. just kind of... He just kind of... Oh, I thought that's what he was doing. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. But I guess, you know, he gets knocked out. And I mean, I, I think he was luring him, like, away mm. from 
Times Square where it was okay. populated. Yeah. I think he was just trying to lure him away, and then it just happened that Anne was coming out of the theater. Hmm wherever he was. Because well, yeah, because he didn't know where Anne was. Because no. he, yeah. he went to the thing wondering where she was. Yeah, also, I like how they just fall in love. Like, after, yeah, I guess we're okay. It, it looks like, I mean, in the very beginning when they're on the ship. It's Between just him like, and Anne. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it, so, like... It almost, like, made me think that if that was, like, if the, if the movie had been centered around Anne, I mean, it kind of is, too, but if the movie had just been about Anne... Yeah. And her story, I feel like, like the way that they, like the first time they kiss, I felt like that would have been like, her, like if the movie had been about her, like I said, that it would have been like a fantasy, like daydream of hers. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's because it just happens so abruptly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, I mean, it's just kind of there for Jack to have motivation throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I mean, she likes she likes him like she knows his books. Yeah, and she's infatuated. Yeah, but then for like him to just completely feel the same exact way towards this woman who he just met like yeah. two days ago. I mean, I guess it, there was a bit of a montage there. Yeah, things. we're not really sure how long they're on the boat, but right, it's yeah. just kind of like, man, didn't really work for me. Well, yeah. I, I think he was, you know, he's writing this. this well, actually, script. they're on the boat for quite a long time because you got to think. They left New York Harbor, and they probably had to go, because they were going to the Pacific, mm. like near Singapore and yeah. Sumatra, so they they kind of had to go quite a ways across, either, the, either they went across the Atlantic and like down around like Africa and all that, or they went completely around like mm-hmm. South America, it would make more sense to go down like... Uh, down around Africa, but I mean, they were on there for quite a long time. You got to imagine. Yeah, I get that, but it's just like in in the time frame of the film, it's so quick <clears throat> their yeah. relationship existing. Yeah, and well, I think he might might have became infatuated with her because he was writing the script. So basically, he was writing himself in love with this girl yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and she's the only girl on a boat of all men. Well, really. I was thinking about that. I was like. Something's bad's got to happen there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at, at points, it seemed kind of like Anne was romantically involved with Kong, which yeah. felt really strange. That was kind of weird a little bit. I don't know what the intention was there. It could just be me, but it kind of felt that way. Yeah. I mean, I understand that she grew an attachment to him. Certainly, but... because she saved his... Or, yeah, he saved her life more than once, so yeah. I'm sure that... I felt that way for a little bit, and I, I don't know if I like talked myself into it being like, oh, the, he's kind of like her pet kind of thing, you know. Yeah. I don't, know. or vice versa, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. But uh, this movie is actually really sad because then we obviously get the famous scene of them lighting Kong up on the Empire State Building, and then he falls and dies. Yeah, and uh, that scene, whenever like the life is drained out of him, is it's like I mean, like he's like like, uh, haggardly breathing, like, holding on to the Empire State Building. It's like, this is... He's just a fucking gorilla. You brought him here. Right. He doesn't want to be here. It's, like, really sad. Well, isn't there also, like... That's the whole point. You're supposed to, like... The thing with monster movies is you're supposed to kind of feel bad for the monster. Yeah. Didn't, Didn't they even mention somewhere at the end, like... Well, why why would he go up there where he knows he's vulnerable? 
Oh yeah, when the guy so basically, just... like he he's like, I don't want to be here. Like he almost <laughs> commits suicide. Basically, is what I think they're they were getting at. Yeah, yeah there's like, well, that's what he says. He's like, he's a stupid monkey. He didn't know yeah, any better or something. Or, or he's, yeah, you know, or he goes, he must have known what was coming. And then uh, one guy's like, you're just a dumb animal. It doesn't know nothing. And then when Carl walks up and sees the corpse, and guy says the airplanes got him, and he's like, it wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty that killed the beast. Mm. So, like, that's, like, the only, like, emotion. He killed a lot of blonde women that night, too. <laughs> he just, like, her chucks legs. them with her, yeah. And especially the one in the, uh, in the theater. Yeah. When he, like, just takes her and, like, yeets her, like, across the auditorium. Meanwhile, her arm is still hooked to one of the pylons that she was, like, attached to. <laughs> <laughs> that scene whenever, uh... Carl's looking at Kong's dead body is, like, the only scene that you see him feel any kind of regret for, like, a loss Anything. of life. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's pro- and it's basically just because he, he can't make money. money anymore. Yeah. And, you know, he's gonna be completely blacklisted from any entertainment industry now. Cause right. He also is going to uh, have a shit ton of legal bills. Yeah. He killed, like, <laughs> 17, allegedly, people died on his journey, and then he brings it in. And so he, many more people died in New York. Yeah, and, like, high-class citizens that are just murdered by this monster that he brought in. It's yeah. like, yeah, he's he's done. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like whenever, uh, when they're uh, sitting there watching Kong flip out because the girl is not Anne and he's like roaring and Denim's like ah let him roar it makes a swell picture and like they're all taking pictures and then they're standing there and Carl is like starting to look a little bit nervous like okay something's up here he's getting something's a little agitated right. and then you see Bruce just like he's like excuse me excuse me and like darts out of him <laughs> that's another backstage. great Bruce yeah. is like such a relatable character and then I love that I love that moment of shock where the whole show is still like going on and Kong goes like this and you just see him like flex and he just goes boom and just rips the chain off and everybody's like holy shit and they all like get up and like start get scattering <laughs> yeah I'm sure people died in the chaos of I'm trying to get out too so after Jack was like alright you guys gotta get out of here and the guy's like I'm not leaving and then I paid for this thing snaps yeah, also, and then he's like alright I'm leaving Jack is gonna like get arrested when he gets at the bottom of the Empire State Building right because he, like, kicked that military guy. Yeah, he's like, this yeah. is Kong. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, you can't, you can't go in there. Watch me. Bam. Yeah. He should, and then, like, one of those military guys should have, like, shot him or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, wouldn't they just be like, well, I don't know what he's doing, but <laughs> whatever. I mean, he's risking his own life, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Kong. Yeah, that was, that was three hours. <laughs> um, what would you guys uh, your final thoughts and your ratings I as we talked about there's a lot of good stuff it's just it's just too darn long though and, and like you guys told me before the extended version is five hours mm-hmm. long I can't imagine what's even in those other two hours yeah it's hard to I tell think. you but it would take me an hour just yeah. to explain the scenes that are in there but yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, when we started this, it, it sounded like I absolutely hated it. I, I didn't hate it. No, I, it's a long movie. I yeah, it's it. just long. I'd, I'd probably go five and a half out of ten. It's just above, like, okay for me. Mm. But, like, just the length of, <laughs> of it just brings it down to, you know, 
if it wasn't as long, it would be like, I don't know, like a seven-ish. Yeah. You know. I would probably put mine at uh, eight out of ten. There are there are things that I could do without. The length could be trimmed down, but all in all, I enjoy this movie and it has a special place in my heart as uh, a very exciting moment in my life to watch one of my favorite movies be remade and be remade very well mm. um, by someone who actually gave a shit about the original and gives a shit about the story and everything like that's that's one thing with remakes from my case anyway is that some directors just don't put the heart into it and they end up failing that way mm -hmm. this movie like i said i'm yeah, it's, in high it's regard. very clearly a love letter yeah <laughs> like and, I said. And, and that's why i hold it at an eight out of ten there are things that could be fixed but it doesn't take away from the overall enjoyment that i get from it um i'm gonna go have to go uh six out of ten like mike said it is i mine's slightly above yours i like it a little bit more than you i forgot to mention this there's some like noticeably bad adr during some scenes uh the visuals are mostly amazing but some of them are jarringly bad mm -hmm. and you know some of the stuff just doesn't make any sense in the film so that's why i give it that rating but overall it is i think it's better than an average movie but not by a heck of a lot so six out of ten i think we gave it a higher uh higher than the 1998 godzilla so yeah uh, averagely i think it was better i don't even remember what i gave 98 godzilla mine was like four or something four and a half i think i might went five i think one. i went six yeah i think i was still higher than yeah. you guys but i think <clears> i went <throat> six and that was the highest i was going <laughs> well we've got another recommendation coming for us yeah i think it's my turn right it is yep turn. it's your turn now. um all right i think i'm going with this one it is 2007's the condemned starring stone cold steve austin I don't know if anybody's ever seen this. I've never even I've, heard I've it. seen, uh, like, the middle and, like, parts of the <clears throat> ending. Okay. But I, I remember I was really, like, obsessed with the idea whenever I was a kid. Yeah. And I was like, this movie's going to be awesome, and I never actually got to watch it. Yeah. But I've been playing movies like that. It's, like, it's, you know what the plot is, right? Mm -hmm. No, it's like, I won't spoil it. What is the tagline? Let me find it. Um, it's kind of like Hunger, Hunger Games. Uh, yeah, I think it's something like 10 people will come to the island, but only one will leave or some, some yeah, show they're like, like that. Yeah, they're like criminals, and then they're, yeah, yeah. it's like kind of like a TV show where they put them on the island, and whoever lives gets to get set free. So it's Schwarzenegger's The Running Man. Yeah, it's Running Man. But then it's Stone Cold. Yeah, it's got this producer guy that he's got... You know, no TV sh uh, studio would put this on because it's literally people killing each yeah. other. He's he's putting it on the internet. You know, this is very early internet. You know, yeah, no rules. The wild west of the internet. So yeah, uh, the, the winner, the winner, basically is a free man or woman. There's women too, um, and yeah, it's basically a way to get out of jail. Well, I'm excited to finally watch it because I know I was excited to watch it when I was younger. Yeah. I know I'm not going to appreciate it as much now as this, if this I would is, when I was younger. This but... is, is going to be a test kind of like uh, your first pick was the uh, Cats Don't Dance. Nostalgically, like I remember really loving this movie. I haven't watched it in probably 10 years. <laughs> you know, I mean, I watched it so much uh, 
Ranther came out, but all right, know. we'll see. We'll see how this one goes. If you don't want to get spoiled for Condemned, <clears throat> make sure to watch it before next episode because we will be having a spoiler discussion of it. Thanks, as always, for listening and watching. Uh, let us know what you thought about King Kong in the comments, and I hope you enjoyed us just rambling about the Marvel Cinematic Universe because <laughs> uh, we had fun randomly. Uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Later. Bye.